Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence. Wake up. <laughs> Wake up, Bill. You're having a bad dream. That's how that's how I felt this week. What an awful display of hockey the Devils put together these past two games. Welcome to the Trap Podcast. I am your host, Bill Botch, and I am along with um, the artists formerly known as Big Tickle and Pickle. We're going to call them Bill Sr. or Dad and uh, Brother Brother Kyle. Brother Hezekiah. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Bill. How you guys doing? Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for coming on and making some time. Um, this is not going to be a happy podcast. <laughs> we And we've had a lot of them, which I think makes this one a little bit, it makes this one sting a little bit more. You know, watching this team the past two games, I'm really like sitting here wondering who the hell is this team? I don't even recognize what is going on when I'm watching them play now. Um, a team that was great in transition, great moving through the neutral zone with speed, great five-on-five play, a pretty decent power play, a good penalty kill, average uh, league average goaltending, and now we don't have any of that working for us. And what was crazy was the Rangers are obviously known for being a very opportunistic team, which we've beat to death at this point, but they weren't known for their great defensive play. And now I'm looking at it and I'm wondering to myself, who, who is this team that we're playing against? This looks like a completely different team. It looks, they look structured, they look disciplined and they're playing a really suffocating defensive style of hockey that I didn't even know that the Rangers were capable of playing to be dead honest with you. Um, what do you guys, let's bring you guys in right away. Let's just do this. Does this look like a completely different team than what we're used to? And we're not going to, we're not going to talk about roster lineup. We're not going to talk about the lineup and stuff like that. I'm talking about the way that we're playing hockey is it, it feels like I'm watching a different team. I think they look like they're just gripping the stick a little too tight and uh, worried about making mistakes rather than just playing. But if they were gripping the stick too tight, it would mean that they were getting into scoring opportunities and doing all the stuff that they normally do. They just weren't hitting the net or they weren't able to pass the puck the normal the way that they normally could. This is well, not that. Well, not passing the not passing the puck, uh, definitely, you know, just just for a little extra added pain. I went back to the hotel today after, you know, I was with the, the guys at the contractors at the house and um, what comes on a replay of last night's game. So I watch it. I fall asleep, wake back up and it's starting all over again. So I actually watched 
I saw it live once and I saw replays twice and um, they just like look like people that were afraid to make mistakes, um, you know, just not free balling out there. Um, that's what it looked like to me. I saw, you know, our first goal last night. I mean, just ball just made a bad pass. He instead of just passing it over to Wood going up the middle or throwing it over to Graves on the other side. He was afraid to throw it uh, past the front of the net, and he winged it around the boards, and that that started their first goal. But that's what it looks like to me. Um, what it looked I, like I, to I, you, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, and and just to just to chime in on that real quick before Kyle gives us his thoughts. See, it doesn't look like they're to me. It doesn't look like they're like gripping their sticks too hard, which they might be, but we won't know because they're not even getting into scoring position. So, like, they're not having high-danger scoring chances. They're not skating with the puck. Um, so, it's more than just – it's more than just nerves. Like, I thought it was nerves the first the first game. But then I, I don't think it's nerves anymore. I think it's actually structure and style of play, to be honest with you. Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, and, <clears throat> yeah I mean, I, I think that they looked – they look frazzled. They look – um, they look anxious again, maybe a little too nervous about making mistakes. They're just not playing their kind of fluid, you know, uh, there's no synergy between the team, you know, to let's be honest, there is no, you know, the passing has been off there. It just, again, like you said, it, you know, in, in the opening, it just looks like a team that I don't even know. I haven't been watching this team all all season. It yeah, does, it, it just doesn't look like the same team. It's more. It's more than being. Um, to me, it's more than being like goalied, or it's more than being uh, snake bitten. It, it's not that. Like that's not what I'm seeing. No, I, I, I'm no, I'm seeing I'm seeing a team that looks like they've completely lost their way now. Coming into the game. After an embarrassing loss on Tuesday, the Devils didn't have a practice on Wednesday, which I thought was interesting. And then I actually I thought to myself, well, maybe they're just spending so much time looking at tape that they're going to be prepared. And like you think about what all the best coaches in every sport do, and the biggest attribute you could have besides motivating your players and getting your players to play for you, which if you're coaching at a professional level, I would, you know, think that you've accomplished that and you have done that through all levels of, of sports. But the biggest attribute you can have is making adjustments. And the devils made zero adjustments from Tuesday's game into Thursday's game. And that is a coaching problem. And I'm going to say some not-so-nice things about Lindy Ruff. I respect Lindy Ruff. I understand how long he has been in the league. I think that what he has done with this team is amazing. This was a great feel-good story about a coach who got a bunch of young players and watched them grow when they went from you know, the biggest deficit of a team that missed the playoffs last year to third place in the league this year. And he deserves to be nominated for the Jack Adams and everything that comes with his success this season. But 
he got out he's been out coached and he hasn't made any adjustments and that is on the head coach um you know what i look at teams and the devils were a team that were playing to make the playoffs and then there's other teams who they know that they're going to make the playoffs and they play all year to play in the playoffs and the devils look like they're just happy to be there or like they don't belong there and the rangers look like they knew that they were going to be in the playoffs before the season even started and now they're playing their their real game and you've watched great teams this is what they do and i'm not calling the rangers great but i'm saying like teams that have been around for a little while this is what they do they you look at the tampa bays or like pittsburgh would sneak in they would do just enough to not empty the tank throughout the regular season they get into the playoffs and then they make this huge push and they look like this great team i mean it's pretty common at this point but the devils look like they're the devils don't even look like they belong in the same ice as the rangers right now and it's really disappointing uh because the fan base was extremely extremely excited about the opportunity we have to beat our biggest rival in the first round of the playoffs in the first time that we've gone into a playoff series expecting to win in 11 years now there was a lot of people that had the rangers to win the series and that's fine but i can tell you i have never been more embarrassed at a hockey game than i was the past two games this week that was the most embarrassing time i've ever had as a devils fan sitting in the arena and the worst part was on tuesday it was about 20 to 25 percent ranger fans it was the least amount of ranger fans that i've seen at a devil's game in forever there were definitely more on thursday i would say it was probably 35 percent ranger fans maybe 40. it's hard to tell because devil's fans don't have anything to cheer for after the first goal the police went nuts but since then i mean ranger fans literally had a party in the prudential center both nights and they wiped the floor with the devils wipe the floor with them and obviously ranger fans can be incredibly obnoxious um as with any rival teams that are playing close to one another i'm sure if you live in buffalo and you're a Sabres fan when the maple leafs come to town you're probably you probably you know hate dealing with leafs fans and another uh, original six team that hasn't won anything but they parade around like they're god's gift to earth it was Dad, how hard was it to sit and watch those games and be in that building with all the excitement and all the hope that we had going into this series the past two nights? No, absolutely, a hundred percent. It's you know, it was it was real hard. Um, you just didn't expect that. I didn't expect it. I expected them to come out and play the same way that you know. Play the same way that, you know, they, they have been playing. Like the team that's down, you know, a couple goals and just confident knowing that they're going to come back. And, and they, they didn't play like that. They didn't, they didn't do it. Not to say that they can't do it um, because I'm forever the eternal optimist. And I think that, you know, we lost the first two games of the season, came back. And, you know, nothing – you know, nothing would give you any reason to believe that that's that we're going to, you know, 
to this amazing comeback, but you, you, you see that I've watched them play all season. I know that they have it in them. Um, you know, just having the Rangers, you know, just listening to all the nonsense from those, those people. I don't know if I was more embarrassed or just angry. Um, it was you know. embarrassing. I, I actually was embarrassed. It made us look like it made our fan base. It made it look like it was a Ranger house when it really wasn't. It wasn't. There was a lot of Ranger fans there. Don't get me wrong. But those are nationally televised games. The Devils are finally trying to play on, uh, you know, a major that this is a major platform for them to show, you know, Jack, Hugh, who Jack Hughes and who Nico, he are, he are and like, Timo Meyer and Dougie Hamilton and what this team really looks like. I mean, think about it. Think about all the West Coast games that we're watching now because the playoffs have started. I mean, the playoffs is when you make a name for yourself. People get paid off of the playoffs, and this performance is its going to run really deep. Like, it's, it doesn't end in just these two games, and and we're, we're going to get into all of that as well, but um, – Couple so a couple things so we were kind of had this bomb dropped on us on Thursday before the game starts and it was late it was probably I don't know it was like six forty five seven o'clock that Ruff is going to sit Jonas Siegenthaler yeah that would that killed me so Siegenthaler is going to be a healthy scratch. And they are going to bring in Brendan Smith to play because, and I quote, they want to add more physicality. What you're doing is you're basically, you're calling Siegenthaler a bitch. You're calling him weak. You're saying that he doesn't play with physicality and you're calling him soft. That does not bode well for a guy who signed for the next five years and took a pay cut to stay with this team and is playing on your top pairing as a workhorse alongside your Norris trophy candidate, right-handed defenseman and Dougie Hamilton. That's, that's insulting. That was an insulting move to see, to, to sit Siegenthaler. And if you are going to make a power move like that and bench one of your key defenseman in a such a crucial game then you better be consistent with these decisions so it's like if you, if someone's going to make a bad play that's going to cost you a goal and you're going to pull him off the ice and you're going to bench him i would like to think that you're going to be consistent with the rest of your team and instead miles wood gets promoted to the third line Hey, Bill. What What is that? Yeah. Can I ask you a question? <clears throat> Obviously, we, we all thought that the Siegenthaler for Smith was, I don't know if you want to say appalling, but, you know, was certainly shocking. Um, how did you feel about the uh, Boquist-Sharangovich swap? What's wrong with you people? That's what I think about it. <laughs> what are you thinking? Like, I don't understand how you're taking Boquist out. 
I didn't get either one of them. I mean, to, they, it didn't make sense. The you so, know he said he said he said uh, Siegenthaler towards the end of the season. I thought he came back playing pretty good. And I he thought is, he. I think he's a physical guy, don't you? He is physical. I think that he. I thought originally that he was sitting Siegenthaler because he wanted him to get some rest before the playoffs. That's that's how far off no, my abs- analysis absolutely. is. I thought the same thing to say that, that he wanted to sit him for, to get, you know, somebody more physical. It's like that, that, that's, that's just disrespectful. Not true. That is disrespectful. And, it, and, and it's not true. It's like, well, maybe, maybe it's true in his mind. And, you know, it, I don't, is, I don't think that I know more than, than Lindy Ruff, but man, well, I'll well, I can what, tell we you a I lot can, of other people thinking the same thing. Well, I can tell you that Brendan Smith may play more physical. He may try to hit people more often, but Jonas Siegenthaler leads Devils defenseman with a 66% goals for in game one. He was the number one defenseman on the entire ice when it came to get to expected goals for. So expected goals for percentage, if you're at 50% and you're above 50%, you're basically your team on the ice has a better chance of scoring than the other team on the ice. It's like, so if you're at 30%, that means that they were trying they had a 70% chance to score when you were on the ice compared to compared to you know playing on the offensive side. Right, I think that <clears throat> Smith's game is more more physical maybe than Siegenthaler's, but it's it's one dimensional in the sense that that's really He's a fucking penalty machine, dude. It, no, he n- believe me, I'm again, I'm not trying to justify that. Um but if you're looking for physicality, swapping Boquist for Sharon Govich, it's like that just same you know, thing. The, the, it's the same thing. You're like, it's like you're what you're doing is you're taking out a player who has better analytics and who is a smarter, more well-rounded player, and you're bringing in a guy who, and I'm talking about Smith. He he's not as good of a player. And he is more penalty prone and he doesn't push play. Like he doesn't support play or push play or the team when he's on the ice is not driving play. They're hemmed in their own zone. He's making horrible decisions, throwing the puck around the boards. Let's be real. This is about way more than Brendan Smith. So I am not, and by no means am I, am I using Brendan Smith or Miles Wood as a scapegoat for these losses. So let me just get that clear with everybody. But then you get into Miles Wood. So Brendan Smith took a penalty, obviously. And then Miles Wood, he took a penalty in game one that led directly to a goal. And he got promoted to the third line to play instead of Boquist. So instead of playing Mike McLeod, Bastion, and Lazar, they promote Miles Wood, and they bring Sharon Govich in to play on the fourth line. Now, what sense does this make to anybody? Does this have has anybody that's watched us all year to see where how we've gotten to the point that we're at right now? Where does this? How does this make any sense? So you promote the guy. I mean, obviously, at this point who the hell knows what the relationship is between Lindy Ruff and Miles Wood. Not only do you promote him, he goes out and he takes a penalty 
that leads directly to another goal. And you continue to put him back out on the ice. Explain the logic to me. Like, if you were going to make Jonas Siegenthaler held accountable for, you know, being soft on a goal in game one, how are you going to keep putting Miles Wood? It led directly to a goal. So, Miles Wood already has two goals against. He ended up, he played on the third line. He can't even play on a fourth line. He played on the third line and completely caved it in. Our third line has not been a problem for us. When he was on the third line last night, the Devils had 2% control at five on five. That means that base, that the other team was on offense 98% of the time. That's almost impossible. Well, it's not yeah, impossible. Kyle, is that your mic or is that, that who, who's moving around? It's not, it's not mine. I don't think it's do, mine. Do you, do you guys, you, I know you guys agree with me. I think every single Devils fan on the planet agrees with me. It's like, how is this, how does this continue to happen? And especially in such an important time, like how I, do you do this in the playoffs? Yeah. And I do agree. I do agree with you because it doesn't make sense because, okay, you want to try and make your, your team more physical. Um, you take the most physical defenseman out of the lineup. And then, you know, instead of putting, you know, Lazar in, it's like that would make us a little more physical and it would, you know, add a little more grit, you know, putting Sharon Govich in. It's like I, none of this makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I said it last night. I mean, I, I'm hoping that last night was the the last night we see Miles Wood and it's Devils too late. Uniform. He 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 went to it just too. It went to it too late. The Devils obviously still have a chance. I mean, there's a reason that you play the games, but it, it's too late. You waited too long. He wrote, he wrote it out way too long. In my opinion, this is it's it, like it cost them too much. Miles Wood had a 26% goals for percentage through two games. He was the worst devil on the ice during the two games in percentage wise. So, I mean, like analytically, he was the worst player on the, on the ice got promoted and had two goals scored against him directly while he was in the penalty box for penalties. He took in the offensive zone. Have we not seen this over and over and over yeah, and I I don't think I don't think it's over, and and you know I you know one at a time we win the next game we can we can come back. I don't think Wood I don't think Wood does get the start. I think Lazar is going to wind up going in for him, and hopefully they they swap out Sharangovich and Boquist. Um, Do you see these lineups? The lineup that they were running today. No, I actually I didn't see it. Okay, today. here we're gonna go through the lineups. This is the lineups yeah, in practice. That was scary. Today. This team is completely flailing, flailing. If this isn't the most desperate lineup, first of all, they showed up to practice an hour late because they had problems checking into their hotel. Palat, Heisher, Brat, Halla, Hughes, Tatar, Meyer, McLeod, Mercer. Sharon Govich, Wood slash Lazar slash Boquist slash Bastion. 
And then yeah. on defense, they're sitting ball and they're playing Smith. Like this is the most this is total desperation and it looks like there this is ultimate panic meltdown mode right now. That I if they if they start that lineup, that that would be insane. It's like well, going why would away they practice from, with it if they didn't think on starting it all year? These lineups in practice have led directly well, to what they start. It's, hopefully, it's uh, some kind of uh, mental screwing for them or something. Because how do you play that? I mean, it's like you you know everything that that made you successful getting there. I mean, that's what you have to lean on, and you know, just even even you know, and I get moving Timo up and and how that that looks good and stuff, but it's like, you know, the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's like that was our first line was pretty solid. I mean, it performed good, and well, Timo you know, led the team last night. So Timo was on five on five. He controlled sixty eight percent of the attempts and sixty eight percent of expected goal shares, which. Well, th- Thank God he wasn't on the third line with with Wood. It, well, I mean, there was there was no third line. I know, I know. There was no third line, and like, look at how good Hall is playing. Like, Hall is actually yeah. playing pretty good. Like, nobody's playing good, but Hall isn't. You know, Hall is not the the reason. Like, he scored last night. You could tell he's played in the playoffs before. He knows what he's doing. They were nowhere to be found. They he the the line got caved in completely. But Timo Meyer, they play him on the first line, and I think that he's good enough to where he can play on any line because he's that good. He was the only guy on our team that played like a like a man. Besides, it was him and Mike McLeod, and they were the only two players that played like they were in the playoffs and they weren't going to take shit and get pushed around. Halfway through the second period, the Rangers were literally laughing at us. And pushing us around, and Timo Meyer wasn't taking shit from anybody. He was the first period, literally on the first shift. Truba hit Heisher behind the net, and Timo went right after him in front of the net, and like gave him the the look like you're gonna get bull rushed, dude. And cross checked him in the forearms and created a scrum in front of the net on the first shift. But he bull rushed people the entire night, and so did Mike McLeod. And that's why Mike McLeod getting bumped up to third line. I don't have a problem with it. But you don't have anybody to play fourth line. Right. And McLeod was one of the only people that actually looked like he gave a damn. I think that the team is lacking energy. They're second-guessing every decision that they make. They're not executing. They can't make a pass out of the defensive zone. Um, that was That was one thing that was so blatant. Watching the game three times, just watching us come out of the zone, and that's why I said gripping the stick too tight. Maybe it, maybe that's the wrong terminology or whatever, but coming out of the zone, like just making those confident passes, it, it was we didn't do that. It's like they were making a make an adjustment, dude. You're the, you're a professional coach. This isn't well, like it, it didn't happen for one game. Don't make an adjustment the way those lines are set up today. Because it's not that's about adjustment. Saturday. I'm not talking about a lineup change adjustment. I'm talking about in-game adjustment to where, okay, this is how we've been breaking out of the zone. They have all of our players covered. They're they're beating us to pucks. We need to take advantage. If 
if they know that we're trying to get out of the zone through the wall and they have people on the wall, that means that the center of the ice should be open. Just like if the center of the ice is clogged up, we should be able to throw people along the flank and have them and have them break out. And they didn't make any adjustments. They literally went into the game on Thursday night with the same exact mentality that they went in on Tuesday night, except they thought, oh, well, we're going to play heavier. And, like, you can't play heavy. You're not heavy at all. Right, right. You can't play their game. But do you, is that, is that, you know, is that, isn't that equally as much, you know, it's, we talk about hockey IQ all the time. Isn't that, don't the players really have to, you know, have to see this stuff on the ice and, you, and you adjust have to go, you have to go into the game saying, okay, well, if they start to, if they're covering us this way, this is what we're going to do. And if they, come out and they show us the same look that they show us on Tuesday. This is what we're going to do. This is how you counter that. And nothing happened. They didn't do no. any of that. We, we uh, gave the puck away 15 times. We gave the puck away three times more than the Rangers did. Jack Hughes had four turnovers on one shift. Now, we took the, we took the puck away six times, and they only had one. But the Rangers, again, blocked 16 shots. We blocked seven. Does it say, do, do your analytics say how many times we iced the puck? Because it felt like we iced the puck. Oh, my God. Time. It was awful. Yeah. And that comes and that comes with getting the puck out of your zone and transitioning. And they didn't transition all night. Both games. Have we seen them ice the puck as much as they have in the past two games, in any two games all year? No. No. Yeah, it felt like the first period they probably iced the puck. 40 times it felt like yeah yeah, yeah. Like at least you know and in some of the cases and in some of the cases it wasn't even i mean wasn't even close to to you know that some being of the, the decision making the smart play off the glass or something like that it was just like we weren't having missing a we, pass we, could, missing we couldn't a make pass. a pass yeah right not getting it, your stick out like having alligator arms not getting your stick out to to you know to, to chip it in, you know, when the defenseman does throw it by you, it, it was, it was bad. It was, it was definitely bad. They, they, they don't even, you know, it, it wasn't like they could have skated to the red line and dumped it in. Right. And we, we came out of the first period and we were feeling good. And I thought that Timo Meyer had a really good first period. And I thought that Palop played a little bit. I thought he played better too. He put a big hit on Trocek at one point. But the point being is we came out of the first period feeling that we played good and we were still outplayed. We were. We were still outplayed. And then in the second period, we literally, I think we had one or two shots on net in an entire period. How do you expect to win when you have two shots on net versus Igor Shosturkin? No, that was that was tough. But I, I, you know, we we had more. You know, I think Nico Nico played. A no, solid he did not. Game. Nico played awful. Nico yeah. had a Nico literally had a zero point zero goal ex- expected goals percentage for. He he was he was not good at all. Nico played good in game one. Kyle, did you think Nico played well last night? I don't. I don't think anyone played well last night. No, but I mean, everybody plays to a certain level. I mean, like I thought he actually played pretty bad. Like I noticed the the first line really didn't do much. 
the first line didn't do much and it was not no it certainly was not nico's best game he didn't play well like he didn't you look at like jesper bratt jesper bratt has one high danger scoring chance in both games combined how are you supposed to win when we rely on bratt hughes nico timo dougie to score none of them are doing anything you can't win. And that's why, like, the shame of the whole thing to me, the biggest thing I'm taking away from it is these aren't losses that you can learn from. These are, this is like, these are so bad. It'd be one thing if you played really tough and you lost a 3 2 game or you lost in overtime or you had a bad bounce or Shesterkin stood on his head like we know he can. We haven't even had to, like, force him to do any of that. And it's been such domination. The Rangers, like, if Dad, you watched the game again, you said. Did you watch yeah. in the third period? They were laughing at us, literally. No, like, I, I, I know. I, I saw that. Where I, do you, I where do you, you're not taking, these are not learning lessons. And, like, the shame of it is, because it is the New York Rangers, and because these games are going down the way that they're going down, it's going to really take away from what was a really incredible season. And it, and it's like, it's the truth. Like you could say it's not going to, or not the regular season was phenomenal, but people are going to remember this. Like, don't think that they won't, if they come out and they don't perform in the next two games. And what's scary is there is, I don't see anything that would make me believe that they are going to play any differently. And when I see this lineup, it really makes me think, that they are scrambling for dear life and don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well, it you know, they've been the tale of two teams all along. I mean, we went on a 13-game winning streak, and then we hit January, and it was like, you know, it was like driving in the mud and stuff. We couldn't get out of our own way, and it was like, what they happened? They still played that, good, though. That team that, that won all those games. They still played good in January. They still played close games. Like, you never looked at them and said, they lost a bunch in a row, and you thought, shit, like, if they keep losing, despite playing well, you might lose You might lose your spot in, in the playoffs. Like, I'm saying earlier in the year, in January or December, right. or whenever that was. They were still playing good. This is not. This is not good. This is just not good hockey. Well, like I said, I'm the eternal optimist, and, and I look at it as, you know, we win tomorrow night, we come out, you know, no matter what the motivator is, whether I understand. it's embarrassment or, or whatever, we're a game down. And, you know, from the very beginning of the series, from the very beginning of the year, I mean, I just think we've proved that we could beat anybody. I think the worst thing we could do is – play that lineup that that you just said you know practice to get today together because that would that would show just like you know sitting uh siegenthaler you know you have no faith come on that's 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 a little so too you're, drastic. so basically you're just saying everything is off of feels for you you know like it's like everything is an off of feel you see you see the talent we have i mean we have talent we've out talented you know, a lot of teams, it's, you know. 
Think about this it's, too. Think about this for, from a different perspective. And I, I, I think I think that they could win. They could win games too. And I, I'm I'm not suggesting that they can't. What I'm trying to get at is, you look at like experience, and you look at the situation that the Rangers went through last year, and they were up two goals or two games, and to Tampa, and they gave up the series. Do you not think that they don't have that in the back of their mind, or like that is never going to freaking happen again on our watch, going into their building? Like just the way that they're playing, just the way that the Rangers are playing. The Rangers are playing so sick defensively that you're like, who the hell is this team? Right? Are they playing that good or are we playing that bad? I think no, it's kind playing of a combination pre- of both. They're playing pretty freaking good. Like, let's be real. They've blocked like 40 shots in the last two games. It's been pretty good. They've had, they, they've had a lot of good tips and – they're they're playing well, right? Kreider in um, front of the I, net is sick. Kreider right. in front of I, the net. You would think that you would be able to make an adjustment to cover a guy in front of the net that scored four power play goals in two games. Right. Come on. But I do have to side with Dad on this one, and I do think that you know we've watched this team play all season. They're, this is not the team that we've seen over the past two games, and you, you win one game. We know that we play better on the road. Um, it, it's they have to come out. They have they have to come out and, and win this next game and right. see how they how, how they perform with their back up against the wall, and you know maybe they don't. Maybe the home pressure was a little too much for a young team with no playoff experience. Uh, you know. That's that's really not an excuse for how they played, but you know, let's see how they how they come out tomorrow. And you win one game, and you know you're you're right back in it. So do, do they start Schmid? So I they're, they're, I think that you have to. They're definitely going to start Schmid for sure. I, I think that's a I think that's almost a guarantee at this point. They're just doing anything to try to shake things up. Um, right. Not that not that I don't have. Uh, you know, confidence in VTech either, but I think that that would be that that would be you know that would be a good change. I think all those other changes, man. I'm glad I didn't see that that line. Right, here, change. you want to go? I would have been miserable all you, day. You want to go through? Let's go. This is from um, Infernal Access. Todd Cordell, Igor Shosturkin has faced 51 shots, and VTech Venacek has faced 52 shots. Shesterkin has had 15 high danger scoring chances against them. Vitek Vanacek, 14. Shesterkin's save percentage is 961. Vitek's is 827. And on a high danger scoring chance save percentage, Shesterkin is 867. Vitek Vanacek is 500. So he's not playing well. The whole, like, we knew going in. The whole thing was, use your speed. We're not using it. We need good goaltending. We're not. We don't have good goaltending. We need to stay out of the penalty box. We cannot afford to let this team be opportunistic on the power play. Are you kidding me? Four power play goals in two games. I mean, you've made no adjustment to your penalty kill at all. Nothing. No, Nothing. If, it's been Kreider in front of the net the entire time. Right? Just just going back to the goaltending, though, I mean, 
the analytics are one thing and I understand exactly what you're saying, Bill. And I, you know, I don't see how you can't, how you don't start Schmied tomorrow. Um, that would just be, I mean, that would just be negligent. It would be, um, yeah, it, it would be in a my, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. But I mean, at this point, I'm, why doesn't you I'm just saying, play Mackenzie Blackwood? Like, right. But I'm saying, but at the, at the same time, you know, we've had the, you know, uh, high danger, you know, scoring opportunities, but you see that the Rangers are just executing so much better where I don't think that VTech has played well, but they're, but a lot of those goals, it's like, I don't, I don't know who's stopping them. If the Tarasenko, it, if it, the Tarasenko if it, goal, the Tarasenko goal Come was on. terrible. And I, and again, uh, I'm not letting VTech off the hook by 10 goals in two games, dude, not letting him off the hook by, you know, by any means. But if, if we had had some of those plays go on Chesterkin, he's not stopping him either. Right. You know, Deflections in front. And, right. You know, like leaving, the, like leaving Kaka last, the last goal of the game, leaving him wide open, like, you know, five foot out of the, the crease. That's a, it's that's like, a, okay. So this is all part of it. So like, there's no doubt to me that Schmid could come in and stand on his head and be cool as a cucumber and pull a victory straight out of his ass, like single-handedly. I, I that could happen. I, I don't see like why anyone would think that that couldn't happen. But I, and what uh, I go ahead. So what about the rest of the team? Like I don't care right. who you like. I don't think I just don't. This this just looks very very. I don't have faith right now because not because just they lost just because this is not the team that I've been watching all season. This looks like a completely different team. And now they're like, they're trying to like formulate and transform themselves into something that they're not. And, and it looks like they're making shit up as they go. And they're not making any adjustments that make any sense. And we had said this from the very beginning that, you know, the, the way you win this series is the way you won the games during the, the season. It's like, you know, you don't get into a boxing match. It's like you play your game. Our game was speed and, you know, transition and stuff. It wasn't trying to trying to out-muscle them and, and changing your lineup to, to out-muscle them. I know you have to, you know, you have to have grit and stuff like that, but it's like we sh- just playing our game should have been enough. Um the changes, yeah, I I don't understand the changes. I really don't understand them. And I'll tell you what, if they go into tomorrow night with that that lineup, I have I have the eternal optimist that I am. I have absolutely no confidence whatsoever because that would be pure insanity. Right, and just to, just to, to touch on the the goaltending again, it was it's almost like um, the the game against Boston at the end of the season where they started Blackwood and obviously Blackwood had that really atrocious second goal from Zaka um, and then wound up playing really well. And, you know, it was a two, one game and it's like, well, you're not going to beat anyone, you know, and, and especially a good team in the playoffs scoring one goal. So, Right, you can have the best goaltending you want. There's nothing. There is nothing good about the game. There's nothing good about any any section of the Devils game right now. It's not like you would. 
you would think if you're trying to make an adjustment uh, after game one, you'd say, wow, we need to score a little more. And then you could say, okay, well, you kind of, not that, not that, you know, he's a powerhouse. You could kind of see them thinking, well, maybe Sharon Govich could give us a lift with his shot, but, but you know, why not put Luke Hughes in, in the back rather than, uh, you know, rather than Smith, if that's what well, you, need. Gonna, if you need, well, goals, you're going to sit, you're going to sit Siegenthaler. No, you're going to sit, you're going to sit Smith. And well, Smith was playing for Siegenthaler. He right. It would be ball, he but should set him for ball. Right. Uh, which uh, yeah. which I, I wouldn't have the, done that. I wouldn't have done that either. I wouldn't have done that either. But right now we do need scoring. You want to play Sharon Govich over now. Wood on the fourth line. That makes sense. You want to play Sharon Govich and Lazar and McLeod on the third line or fourth line and sit Bastion. That makes sense. But like, right. You don't sit Boquist. And and you don't leave yourself vulnerable. Like just leaving yourself. I mean, liabilities. It's like, Wood is a liability. Smith is a liability. He hasn't scored a goal all year. And he's taken how many penalties? Yeah, I have some asshole on. I have some asshole on Twitter that's been arguing me all day about, you know, I, it's just exhausting. Twitter, Devil's Twitter gets exhausting, but just arguing me all day prior to the game yesterday about everyone wants to blame Wood for everything. Who cares? He's a fourth line player. Who, who doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. Sure, you don't think does. the you don't think the bottom six of a team matters in the playoffs? Are you kidding me? It matters especially, when you take two when goals. Box. When, when you take when two goals are scored directly because you spent time in the penalty box. Twenty percent of the goals. Fourth liner shouldn't be taking penalties. Jesus, and I could and and I could understand bringing Sharon Govich in. I you know it, obviously it would have been ideal if it, if you, we kept focused in took wood out and you want to put Sharon Govich in because we, you know, we weren't getting shots through. And if there's one thing that Sharon Govich has, it's a shot. So it's like, I wasn't, I wasn't really super upset about Sharon Govich playing, but I have zero keeping to no. And, and believe me, but, it's, but it's, it, it's not, it's not ideal Kyle's saying too. It's like, he did, he did show that he could play on the fourth line. Not that, you know, yeah, it's not yeah, ideal. I, it's not ideal. But you don't don't keep Wood in the lineup. It doesn't right. make sense. You got you got you got, you got to just pull the plug on this guy. It's like I don't well, care how uh, big he, of a locker room guy he is. I don't care how long he's been on the team and bet on bad, you know, bad teams and yada yada yada. This kind it's, of stuff costs the coach's job. It could co- it could cost him his job. And like honestly, I am at the point where. I think that Lindy Ruff is going to retire to upper management at the end of the season. And um, I really do respect and his career. I mean, obviously, he's one of the most winning coaches in the history of the NHL. And he was a very tough player, too. And I totally respect all of that. But the way that he's managed and the for a guy that's been around as long as he have, he's has to – lack any kind of adjustment for it's these weren't just losses these were ass kickings i mean these were brutal ass kickings in front of a home crowd that hasn't seen a good playoff game in five years and had a chance to win a series in 11 years these are brutal to your biggest rival these were the most this was embarrassing it really was like 
we could try to sugarcoat it as much as we want, but like it's, it, it couldn't have been worse. We could not have drawn this up. If we were to talk about this a week ago, we could literally we, not we, we have did. made this up. Right. We, we literally did talk about this. Yeah, we did. Um, it was our worst we, we, nightmare. It, it, yeah, it was like, could you imagine if Wood is is taking offensive zone penalties against the Rangers the first round of the playoffs? It's like, sure enough. It's like the writing's on the wall. I just... At this you point, know. it's too late, you know? And, like, not for nothing, it's like Dougie Hamilton has had an historic devil season. But, dude, it's the playoffs. Like, you need to play right. now. Jack Hughes, you're an MVP, MVP. Dude, do something. You have to do something. Jesper Bratt wants to get paid $9 million. Go out there and earn your money, dude. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. It's no, the playoffs. I, I, this is I, when I, players get paid. You don't get paid and, to, and I don't for think, regular season I, stats. And I do think that we can come back. I mean, we were down three games to Philly that one year and came back and won all four. And is that likely to happen? No. But it's kind of strange how this kind of uh, mirrors Florida's, the Panthers last year. <laughs> to throw another twist in. Why is that? Because they had such a great year and they won all the games and this and that, that all of a sudden didn't, didn't they get knocked out the first round? Yeah. I mean, that happens every year. Right. I mean, it, it, every I guess year. It, it, the, the way that it does look similar to the, the Panthers. Is that their was, power play is not working. The, exactly. Right. Their special teams was just atrocious. And that's, that's what we're We got our doing. first shot on goal on the power play yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's just that's it's just not being able to set up on our fifth. We it took five power plays to get a shot on net, and the and the power play goal was so freaking weak, it was ridiculous. But no, it was a good play. It was actually a really nice keep in by um, Severson, who had a nice. He grabbed that puck out of midair at the point, was able to move it around. It was. It was what you need to do. You need to throw the puck at the net, make him make a save, and get in there for a rebound. That's exactly what you need to do, which we haven't done anything. Like, right. think about our, this. Our shots are we in front of the net? Outside. Are we in front of the net at all, ever? And you know what? To go back to Mike McLeod, Mike McLeod came in to take that face off. Lindy Ruff literally basically said, these last 25 seconds of the, of the power play don't even mean anything at this point. Let's just send McLeod in to win the face off. Sure enough, he did. And then if you look at the replay, he was in front of the net screening the goalie. It, we haven't had anybody in front of the net in forever. And it's like, he actually made a play. But he conceded the power play with 30 seconds left in it. Did you notice that? I did. I And I'll tell you, watching watching the games – Watching the game again, uh, it seemed like the refs had uh, conceded the game too. Uh, you know, throwing everybody out with. Uh, but this was in know, the first period. No, I I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It was just you know, we were driving home last night, and I was like, I couldn't possibly even think about doing a podcast tonight. I'm so pissed off. Obviously, Billy, it's 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 uh, it's lasted a lot longer with you. Well, if we're going to talk really, about the devil, really, yeah. if we're going to if we're going to talk about the devils, we might as well talk about what's actually really happening. And like, no, this is I, it. I, and I, I think agree. I think I people can really relate to this feeling because it we hurts. waited a long time for this, and this it is hurts. this 
this is shitty hockey that we're watching, and that's uh, we're better than this. We are better than this, and hopefully they bring their the better version of themselves out tomorrow. Because I can't see, I don't know, I, I don't I don't see us going. Uh, I think we win uh, tomorrow. To, to be honest, I think we I think, win tomorrow. I, to, I think we win tomorrow. Game, and it's like it's a it's a brand new start, and momentum is everything, and winning's contagious, losing's contagious, and hopefully we get a little of the winning contagious uh, starting tomorrow. I, tr- I truly do think that we win tomorrow um, and not to get ahead of ourselves, but it's really going to be game four that is going to be the back- backbreaker because we're not coming back from three one. No, if, if, if it get if it gets to that. But um, I do think that they're going to come out tomorrow and and win. I don't I don't know why there's no, you know. There's I know, no and that's analytics behind it or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, there's but. no eye test. There's nothing, and that that's what that's what's irking me the most out of all of this. Like, usually you could watch a game and say like, "This went. We looked really good here. We just couldn't do this, or we just didn't have right. the goaltending, or if we didn't stay out of the box, we probably would have won that game. Or if right. we would have converted one of our power plays, we would have had a chance. You know what I mean? Or if we didn't hit three posts." None of that. We don't have any of those excuses. Like it's just bad performance. It was a it was a team effort. It, it was, was a team loss for <laughs> it was. sure. How does everyone play bad? Like that's yeah. what's really scaring me. It's crazy. It's crazy. But you, you guys got anything else that you want to go over? I mean No, I think I think we just gotta we just gotta try and have amnesia and hope that they have it too and you know, just come back and, and play the way we played all year. I mean, we're capable of beating everybody, anybody, and nothing would be better than them embarrassing them in New York tomorrow. Because I'll tell you what, I fucking hate Ranger fans, man. I mean, they're just, it was, it's so bad. It was so bad. It was, it was painfully bad listening to them talk their smack. The most obnoxious people ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and that could actually be a benefit to us in right. the sense that let them be cocky. You, you, let them be cocky. Well, well, not not even that. You you win a game at the garden and you know they kind of turn on turn on the team or you know, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not turning on their team, dude. They just that, that's I don't think that's gonna happen. They think well, they're so saying, they think they're so fucking good. Like they think they're like the they literally oh like you would God. think they were Montreal Canadiens fans. Like they think that they are we've won 30 Stanley Cups and you guys are shit and you've never done anything and it's like dude, like come on man, you guys have won one eighty one cup in 83 years. Like what are you talking about? Right. But we'll see. This is why you play them, I guess. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening to the Trap Podcast. I am here with Kyle and Bill Sr. My name is Bill Botch. Until next time, we will get back to you after the game tomorrow night. Go Devils. Let's go Devils, baby. Tomorrow. Ooh, I feel it.